Welcome to the BMJ Podcast. In this episode, Ashley McKim, who's led BMJ's quality improvement efforts for a number of years, is joined by Joran Henriks, Chief Executive of Learning and Innovation in a region of Sweden called Jon Shipping. Jon Shipping has been at the centre of the quality improvement movement for years. And if anyone's gone to one of BMJ's quality forums, no doubt you'll have heard from Joran. But for everyone else, in this podcast, we'll hear a bit about how Jon Shipping came to embrace quality improvement in such a fervent way. Jon Shipping is also renowned for organising its services around the needs of patients, rather than forcing patients to adhere to the bureaucracy of a hospital. Joran also explains how that flip in service delivery came about and who Esther, who they all talk about constantly, actually is. Over to Ashley McKim. I'll maybe just kick off as well by just asking you to tell us a little bit about Jon Shipping and sort of why it's famous for improving healthcare and the work that has been done to involve patients in managing their own care as well, if that's okay. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jöran Henriks and I work as uh, Chief Executive of Learning and Innovation in a region in Sweden named Jönköping. Uh, Jönköping is situated between Malmö and Stockholm and Gothenburg, uh, right in the triangle of those three biggest cities in Sweden. And the countryside of Jönköping is a mix of... Uh, forest and farming and uh, uh, marketplace for small businesses. And I think that uh, uh, the history is a history where people uh, have uh, been not, uh, what do you say? Uh, Well, they have lived under uh, primitive circumstances historically. And uh, the the working uh, attitude is very positive. You you should work hard to reach results. That is one thing. The other thing is the uh, circumstances around the cities. They are rather small, but they have a service enough for the people who lives there. And the, the third thing is that. Uh, uh, the last 30 years, the finances have uh, been very controlled and uh, no risks have been taken with uh, bigger projects or uh, investments that haven't been financed. And uh, that is important things in, in a social system that you uh, have both the uh, work uh, force that uh, uh, are easy to get motivated and also a financial situation that is not risky. So you have to uh, send out people uh, every now and then because of financial problems. Now, uh, the healthcare system in Sweden is very de- decentralized, are very decentralized. So. Uh, the 21 regions can uh, 
control their finances by themselves and the state is not involved in that financial planning. And that is, has also been a, a very important thing. Most uh, countries in the world have a state level that are very involved in the distribution of the service and uh, involved in the financing of the systems. And that um, brings completely different situations where sometimes the decisions are far away from the service system that should do the work. And here we have a close connection between the service system and the decision making. And over the last uh, 25 years, we have had the fortune to uh, have a political system that uh, trusts the business idea of the system and uh, brings you an opportunity if you have an idea and a value platform and you have an agreement of what makes success to work very planned and structured. And then we were lucky to find Toyota production system and total quality management and those things, early 90s, middle of the 90s, and decided to apply those ideas very militant into the organization, uh, not as tests, we just did it uh, as a wholeness approach. And I think that that was very lucky for us that we had the courage at that time to do that. And this has led to um, quite good results in a Swedish comparison. We um, have the best clinical results uh, over the years. We have uh, the most satisfied inhabitants. We have patient safety situation that mainly is focused on uh, prevention and risk assessments. And um, many of our employees are happy to work in our system. So Jorn, you've talked a bit in the past about the Esther project, and it'd be really great to hear a bit about who Esther was and how this has improved integrated care in shipping. I, I went to a management course where I met uh, a CEO of the child hospital or children hospital in Oslo. And she had been previous a CEO of uh, IBM. And she had learned their business process re-engineering. And I thought that that was so interesting. And we translated that to healthcare process re-engineering and made a new kind of management theory named healthcare process re-engineering. But it was just a, <laughs> a shadow from business process re-engineering. And that was a radical model based on Toyota production system. So with healthcare process re-engineering, we learn that you need to do narratives about real customers. And this is how Esther came up. 80% of our resources are used by elderly people, mostly women over 80 years of age. So she was the most common patient we had. Uh, during the 
middle of the 90s, uh, we had a big budget uh, constraints and problems in our system. And uh, we had three hospitals that were uh, overbedded with the elderly people. And to become to get the radical customer focus uh, also uh, forced us to uh, think through a name of a patient. So we created a narrative about an older woman in a small city that uh, had heart failure and needed uh, our delivery system of care and service system and. Um, we saw that uh, that day when she was feeling very bad uh, through service of the district, uh, the care center, and after a while also an ambulance to the hospital, she met 36 new people uh, she hadn't met ever. And uh, a regular year, maybe she met five new people. So uh, we realized that uh, the service for elderly was broken and started to design different kinds of processes for different kinds of elderly diseases, uh, but all the time with a named patient in front of us, uh, named Esther then. So um, since then, uh, a key uh, wording is for us, what is best for Esther? And that drives our problem solving. The problem is that uh, uh, the context move all the time. So this uh, idea of uh, modeling and design thinking uh, is needed still in the same amount because uh, the structures change. We uh, understand more and more how we should approach cancer where this uh, thinking is so crucial to uh, shorten the uh, waiting times and uh, uh, building bridges between different service uh, uh, units within the system. So business process re-engineering is more important than ever. Today, most people uh, put that in an umbrella of lean, but uh, uh, the the origin of it is this idea of BPR, business process re-engineering. Sounds great what you're in. And it, uh, it sounds like, and I, I know from you on shipping, a huge amount of the work you do is about co-creation and involving patients in healthcare design. What's that, what difference has that made to, to patient care? Well, um, I'm not sure we understood from the beginning how important this has become. Uh, I think with the digitalization and the modern uh, modernization of healthcare, this is even more important with co-creation because uh, the uh, free choice that the digitalization uh, makes possible we need to have an even closer connection with the customer to understand how we can deliver our knowledge so it can be as use, useful as possible for the patients. And uh, we have invested a lot. The 
last three, four years compared to many systems in patient-centeredness or person-centeredness or co-creation. And today we um, have employed patients that uh, helps us to all the time keep Esther's focus, but also helping us to uh, map the patient journeys uh, so we educate the employed patients in our quality methods and they become the uh, kind of uh, uh, owners of the problem solving methods and that has uh, increased our opportunities to uh, change our design based on the need of the patients. Thank you. So we, we all know that improving healthcare is a challenge and it sounds like in Yon Shipping, in your team, you've made huge progress over the years. What do you think is important for a, a leader in healthcare? So what makes a good leader and what, uh, what have you learned over the years about how important that is? Now, um, there is a, a Latin word that I'm not sure I can pronounce, but the, that talks about uh, this uh, strength of uh, using two hands at the same time, both left and right hand. And uh, in a complex system as healthcare, it is very important to be two-handed, uh, where you can use your left hand when that is needed and your right hand when that is needed. Why I talk about this is because uh, healthcare uh, is a knowledge industry with uh, specialization as its professionalism and uh, everybody loves to be a master in their own topic and that creates uh, complicated uh, connections and uh, many people feel it's very complex and the uh, leadership in that kind of uh, situation t takes a lot of uh, adaption and adoption all the time from the leaders to understand what does it take to help people to use their professional knowledge best possible but at the same time having the customer uh, in the focus and um, that is a uh, uh, very qualified leadership, I think, and it will become even uh, more uh, emphasized on this kind of uh, approach when the digitalization becomes even more obvious and we get artificial intelligence where uh, your the competition will give us leaders that need to think uh, in in forehand much more than reactive approaches as it has been today. That was Ashley McKim talking to Joran Henriks. This is part of our occasional series on healthcare improvement and we'll be back with more of them over the next year. That's it for this week. Next week we'll be giving you the lowdown on HIV prevention, PEP and PrEP, and why some doctors are hopeful that this could be the last generation to see the infection, in the UK at least. I'm Duncan Jarvis. Thanks for listening.